to hit record. Whew. Yep. Welcome to the episode on the nines, Dave. Ugh, you monster. You are the worst. How much did you pay for this? Um, I think it was like two bucks, and I kind of want nine dollars back. <laughs> so you play a lot of characters at once? Oh, a couple. Most people do. I think my house is haunted. I just, I feel like there's, I feel like there's someone else there. And then last night, I saw something. I think it was me. Somebody there? How many times should the number nine come up? One time out of ten. I don't speak that. I know who you are. I know what you are. I'm not the one deceiving him. He'll figure it out eventually, and when he does, who do you think he's going to blame? You're not who you think you are. I have all of these characters inside of my head and they want to live. The game isn't fun unless there are rules. And you make the rules. They're trying to kill me. He's not coming back. Just up. There's something wrong with the world. You feel like a man? Because I'll tell you a little secret. You're not, you're not. So what happens if I cross this line? of Ryan Reynolds, at least for the first five minutes. Maybe gratuitous shower sequence. Maybe it's in the first ten. Also, crack sequence. So, you know, there's that. I was confused at that part. It really, <laughs> what was happening. You can, We could be talking about anything <laughs> during this movie, and that would be appropriate. That confusion. So, I think the very last episode I edited, which should be the last episode, if you're a diehard fan, uh, that you heard was me saying no more opening weekend wasted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to qualify this one uh, <laughs> other than the fact that I'm, it was chosen by myself. Uh, uh-huh. I won't say blind by cause it's been on my shelf for <laughs> maybe a decade unwatched. One of those like dollar, $2 DVDs I picked up, but Ryan Reynolds has a movie coming out called free guy which I mm-hmm. think is just in theaters. Yeah, as we're recording, I think it comes out tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Not uh, So they respect Ryan Reynolds' contract, right? But not Scarlett yes. Johansson. Yes. It's not his yes. ex-wife. And I'm sure, you know, Free Guy will make just as much money as Black Widow, right? Like that's... Sure, sure. <laughs> the reasoning for selecting this film, I mean, it falls under my 
purview. I'm trying to fifty. See. Well, that's not Rotten Tomatoes, but fifty-two on Metacritic, so probably fifty-eight on you know what I hate? Rotten Tomatoes. On uh, I just have the wiki up, and it says on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval. Blah blah blah. It says sixty-five percent here, and I'm like, oh, is that like the uh, current number? Let me click on this. Oh, uh, the hyperlink is way down somewhere at the bottom. Um, yes, thank you. Thanks 65% for 65%. currently. Okay. Higher than I, I expected. That's... That's what I get for questioning the, the nerds on Wikipedia that are making <laughs> sure everything is completely accurate. Even this failed 2007 Do you ever wonder drama. who spends time? Like, I understand who spends time doing Wikipedia pages for, like, very famous people, people who are, like, things we're obsessed about. But, like, who's the, like, the nine super fan who is making sure, is it like someone from the production company who is making sure, or someone from Rotten Tomatoes? Like, who spends their time on this? This concerns me. That is that is a good point, because um, certainly in our very uh, divided uh, country, there are probably a lot of topics that you would want to make sure that certain viewpoints uh, right. do not leave their mark. I'm guessing the nines from john august in 2007 is not one of those hot button issues right right i could be wrong i never know i'm always surprised what people will you know take up arms for but i'm (laughs) doubting it's this yeah um i was i have to tell you i was actually very excited to watch this i didn't know anything about it other than ryan reynolds Reynolds? and john august mccarthy i didn't even know i didn't know she was in it until i put the movie on um, but I'm a big fan of John August as a writer, uh, wrote Big Fish, wrote Go. He also wrote, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and, uh, The New Aladdin. So, eh, a little bit, a little bit of everything mm-hmm. there. Um, so I was excited to watch this. Uh, and I gotta be totally honest with you, Mike. I, I think my interest lasted about 15 to 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, God. That long. I mean, I was really, I was like, well, it says like part one, maybe by part two, I'm gonna be... <laughs> There'll be something. And I was wrong, Mike. I was very, very wrong. I should have continued to not pay attention. So I kept giving this the benefit of the doubt, uh, also because of John August. And I was like, well, this was uh, little Johnny August coming off of Go. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, that was almost a decade before this came a out. Movie, so. A movie we both love, by the way. So if you want to watch a good John August movie, go watch Go. It's really great. You may also want to say uh, in your sort of A-B testing, uh, oh, this is what a director does with the same, <laughs> the same writer's scripts. Oh, oh, I didn't even realize John August directed this, too. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. And it shows that he's not a director. Because, I mean, aside from some, I guess, lighting choices, uh, there's not a lot here uh, from a directorial yeah, perspective. I think Soderbergh did that better in Traffic. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I think you might be setting here. the bar a little high. <laughs> I'll go to the Criterion shelf, sure. That's right, um, I see you, okay. <laughs> structure is the same as Go, three parts. Yep. And I don't think we're ever meant to assume you know, mild spoilers if you care about the nines. Because like Dave, I also, the only thing I knew about because a free guy was, oh, that he plays at some point the, like a video game developer or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, for sure, good enough for me. It's under my 68% uh, threshold. <laughs> sure. Whatever. And it's John August. Uh, unlike Go, where <laughs> that, while it is hyper reality and it's the you know craziest Las Vegas story that uh, you know these twenty-two year olds can have, or the craziest rave they ever went to, where all these uh, events collide, 
this is Ryan Reynolds in three different sections. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say or suggest, as the film does within the first five minutes, uh, that there is something extra going on here. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear within the first five minutes of the movie that there's something extra. Yeah, when he looks in his rearview mirror and he sees two different versions of himself. Right. Right. This is... This is Donnie Darko, <laughs> the failure, is what I, I kept thinking. Oh, uh, interesting, sure. Uh-huh. Because it's just introducing oddities and characters speaking uh, in these sort of quasi, like, I guess, vague truths and absolutes. Mm-hmm. But they offer no real <laughs> explanation or context for why they're espousing such a language like Hope Davis is a character that's like, you know, you are not uh, yourself. Or Melissa McCarthy might say, you know, this world is all about you. Well, yes, in part one, we have Ryan Reynolds playing an, I guess, fairly egocentric actor who's coming off a breakup. And so he burns his house down. Um, He gets caught um, driving under the influence in a not very well shot sequence. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Dave, I did attempt to listen to some of the commentary. uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Why do you hate yourself, Mike? Why, why are you oh, doing okay. this to yourself? I made about as far, I guess, you know, as that <laughs> is, where... I, this feels like a Mike, like, okay, John August, explain yourself. What is happening There here? was a lot, <laughs> and even in the first 10 minutes, of we didn't have a lot of money. And I'm like, uh-huh. Ah, all right. okay. Yeah. All right. Yep, yep, yep. So, I was a fan of Donnie Darko when it released. I wouldn't say I was a super fan, but uh, I understood why people, especially of a certain demographic, would get obsessed with it and would claim it as like you know their their first like big movie. And what is, what is that demographic, by the way? Mm, I was about to say high school, maybe even middle school, but mm. like leaning into college. But once you're getting into maybe <laughs> junior senior year of college, you should probably be aging out of yeah. Donnie Darko, That's or accurate. maybe thinking that was entertaining. I would say it's <laughs> you know it's very young, but it's a very impressive. Certainly, middle schoolers movie. If you were right. shown it at a sleepover, you'd be the coolest kid, you know, for that week. And it's actually a movie that's directed. So, like, there are there are choices made in Donnie Darko, uh, whereas here, hmm, not so much. This one is closer to uh, Richard Kelly's follow-up Southland Tales. Yeah. Oh no wonder I hate this so much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if Southland Tales was the version of this type of story directed by Michael Bay. And this is like the low budget. <laughs> I love where this is headed, Mike. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. It's unfortunate because this film is normally, okay. It's two, one thing I hate. And then one thing I really like. So the thing I hate is, uh, a film made by Hollywood insiders about Hollywood insiders oh, and the struggles good. that they have. <laughs> so the, the first section is about an actor. The sex, second one is about a writer who's trying to launch a television series. Uh, and the third one is the aforementioned video game developer who, you know, controls it all. Um, so <laughs> that's pretty bad when we get to that third section. I'm like, give me the software developer. What have you got this time around? The, you know, completely egocentric one who believes that he is, he is God. That's the most likable one. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in that character is, even though like he's a little full of himself, he is just kind of accepting of what's happening to him. He's trying to solve a particular problem. Right. Car broke down. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's it. I can relate to that. Absolutely. I just think, do we just need to come to the conclusion that Ryan Reynolds is a bad dramatic actor? Like, 
Would it? Would this be any better? Like this is this movie. I just want to preface this with: this movie is nonsense. This may be the worst written John August movie on record. But I find myself wondering if there is a quality dramatic actor in these triple parts. Is it more palatable? Is it, do I get through it without groaning and rolling my eyes so much? Because I I just had a difficult time with Ryan Reynolds in these roles at all. I feel like I keep watching this movie going, Melissa McCarthy, Hope Davis, like what are you doing? You're too good for this world. Uh, please do something good. Um, do a good comedy. Do something. Melissa McCarthy, do a comedy that does not feature your husband writing, because uh, that just goes poorly. Uh, but Ryan Reynolds here is just, like, he's so flat, because I think he's not allowed to play to his strengths. I think Ryan Reynolds is a wonderful comedic actor, and I think we we try to keep moving away from that because he's so good-looking. Like, we want to make him mm. a dramatic star, and he's just, man, it's just not in not. him. Okay, I... I take issue with that because <laughs> most people who are this ex- exceptionally handsome, I'm not really interested in their plight. Like, so you have to work <laughs> poor, really hard. Poor widow Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. Married to Blake Lively. Oh. <laughs> um, not to say that he doesn't have problems. And I did see some letterbox reviews that were somewhat favorable to this as far as like, wow, what a, a curveball from Ryan Reynolds and John August is really trying something here. <laughs> there was a lot of that sort that's of like, not, that's not a positive three review. star letterbox review. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think so. I have, you know, one review here from pace magazine where uh, Robert Davis says, August is on, it's a splat, uh, is, which actually you really can't tell much difference between those and the positive <laughs> ones. Yeah. Um, yep. August is on solid ground when he's riffing on Stephen King and celebrities, but he's stretching when he tries to be David Lynch, which would requi- require Oof. a distinctly different kind of brain damage. That was a two and a half. Ooh, uh, star ooh review wow, that really they stung yeah. at the end. <laughs> and then there's one that apparently was written by Dave back in 2008 for Sci-Fi Movie Page uh, that says the sort of movie that would probably appeal to Ryan Reynolds detra- detractors. Like, what, <laughs> that is, does is sound that like me. Is that? Yes. Uh, but I agree with you. There's not one segment of this where I guess the closest would be him as uh, the guy attempting to launch a new television series when things are going good, uh, seeing him as somewhat of a mover and shaker. But he's also, Mm. for the most part, being talked at and we don't get much in the way of um, genuine responses. And it's because they're using the reality show uh, sort of premise on that, that sort of style. And so he does most of his talking to the camera as opposed to the other characters that he shares scenes with. I I had a problem with him uh, trying to, you know, literally by the end of this, carry the world on his shoulders. And it's just, it's just like, man, it is such a massive ego stroke mm-hmm. that <laughs> pretty much all of these characters uh, looking at the sort of act of creation are in the entertainment industry that mm-hmm. control the world. And as much as, <laughs> you know, our, uh, you know, outside of Lexington, Kentucky, our conservative associates in the state would like to believe that uh, the liberal mass media dictates everything. God, if only. <laughs> I mean, they can't get people to watch the Oscars. These people have right. very right. little in the way oh, of Oh, yes, but we're controlling everything. <laughs> and, our fingers I mean, in every pie. At this uh, point, if it's not based on a comic book, they can't get eyeballs on anything. So I right? slow your roll a little bit. And <laughs> it's just like... It's just something to where, um, obviously, it's an understatement to say in the player, it's done far more effectively to see someone who has the world at their fingertips. Let's put them through the ringer. 
in that film, much like the third sequence in this one, Car Trouble, or I guess in the player's version, uh, Killing a Man, you're like, huh, that's a legitimate problem. I wonder how he's going to solve this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a problem, <laughs> I think, yes. Uh, Mulholland Drive, another one, Hollywood-centric. Uh, I'm a little less, there's a little less stable ground, especially on first-time viewing as far as what the problem is, but the the threats, uh, even if you don't really understand what they're, these people are being threatened for or by whom, they are legitimate threats. They legitimately creep yes. me out. So I feel in danger for the characters. I, I, I don't really know what the no. problem is. I don't know. Why is Hope, Dave, Hope Davis always threatening Ryan Reynolds, right. like, no matter what world we're in? And it's not even really threatening. It's just, like, mysterious. Like, she's not... She never comes off to me as, like, dangerous. Like, I think they're trying that with the, with the dialogue. But, like, I never, I never am convinced. And I think, actually, the part I like the least is this the the kind of reality TV segment cuz mm. yeah, I found myself getting very annoyed because it feels like the movie tries to have it two ways where I watch this and I see Ryan Reynolds as a writer behind the camera and I'm like wouldn't somebody put this guy in front of the camera like look at look at him like he's mm. he looks perfect and as the writer he's not disheveled so they have it both ways by having reality TV so he's still going to be front and center let me just interrupt here just me. for one second Having done my deep dive into the DVD copy that I uh-huh. paid, you know, a dollar six for ten years probably ago. less than I paid to rent it. <laughs> um, John August, not a, a good-looking man and extremely disheveled, considering he's been bald, I guess, since birth. As far as he's been famous, and I've known him as a pasty, bald, white guy. Oh um, yeah, I just saw a picture. There's of him. a yeah. there's he a video of him on not, set. Not Ryan Reynolds. That's he is wearing like. A bright red shirt with like a an orange safety vest with his pasty skin out oh. standing next to Ryan Reynolds and I'm like this is like this should never have been documented. August, if you had any true power, it's not I'm sure. August is no. like, see, yeah, this is the guy that I want to play. He looks just like me, doesn't he? Come on, man, come on. And I, uh, like, I, I guess McCarthy is the best part of this. Like, she seems really game for what's going on here. She's really going full tilt. Um, but there's still not much for her to do. Like the parts where she has the most to do is when she's playing herself. Like she's just playing Melissa McCarthy, who is hurt emotionally. Who has legitimate uh, beef with a man who has written her a part in this series and then uh, gives in, um, even if he has practical reasons. Like, hey, they won't let me continue with the show if you're involved with it, even though I created this for you. Um, right. I would still like to see this survive, uh, even if it means your death. Uh, and that is one genuinely honest moment where I actually cared for, like, you know, the Hollywood elite, where <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, who did show up very briefly in Go, way back in, uh, released in 99, and yet again, on the DVD, Dave, I watched the short film that this is based off of. Ooh, and that so, already sounds better. That sounds good. It is uh, <laughs> remarkably uh, stronger. And I guess this is my last final spoiler warning for the nines, uh, which is pretty fucking obsessed with making sure it hits you over the head with the title at, at various points. At one, one, I think in the second sequence, there's an actual like avatar, like number nine, like over mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I was like, I really hope the twist here is that this is just a hotness rating and we're getting ready to find <laughs> out who is the 10, right. who Who's controls it all. <laughs> if Reynolds so- is a nine, it was based on last spoiler alert, a, an 11 minute short film just with Melissa McCarthy. There was no, why is it a nine minute short film? That would have been so much better. It was not just- called the nines. It was oh. called God. And it's about, <laughs> A woman whose best friend is God, 
and it's just about their ups and downs and mm. God's neediness. Uh, as far as like he call, he leaves forty four messages on her machine when she goes out drinking with her boyfriend. Uh, he wants to know why Melissa McCarthy was not there to comfort God himself. Uh, and I think they have a falling out because she swears like Jesus Christ, like what you know can get a life like you know, I can't be controlled by you forever. And then God, like the uh, horrible uh, misogynistic uh, ex lover boyfriend, starts <laughs> fucking her life up like. Unfortunately, shout out to uh, Hyro of uh, Marcus Played and True Bromance Film Podcast. There is probably the very first sequence of Melissa McCarthy before she became a movie star falling down because God trips her. And I thought, <laughs> there it is. There we it go. It is clearly leaning more comedic, and it is just uh, about a friendship with a woman and the most powerful being. Um, that sounds you know, so pleasant. After watching and this, I could, sounds so wouldn't nice. you want to see Ryan Reynolds as the needy god who has picked yeah. Melissa McCarthy of all people? But then it made me think, wait, they kind of did that with that HBO Max original. Was, wasn't was Melissa McCarthy picked by an AI? Oh, yeah. She, yeah, that's true. And it, it wasn't, yeah. I think maybe it's just a concept that works just an 11-minute yeah. stretch. Or according so, to Dave, nine. Nine minutes. Nine, okay. nine minutes. Make it nine. <laughs> uh, make, make this even more ridiculous. Really hammer it home even more. Um, so I'm on the IMDb page, and I think someone is someone's having a little fun with the trivia. Because right. I looked over, it says trivia. Melissa McCarthy's role was written specifically with her in mind. <laughs> I was like, God, "Come on, come on, guys! This is <laughs> the, the role of Melissa McCarthy, right? For yes, to be yes, played by Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, ah, got that. Oh, yes. really? You're really mm-hmm. going out on a limb. And you mentioned hitting the whole nines thing over the head. Apparently the tagline is, you never know when your number is up, but all of the O's are replaced with nines in that tagline. So It made me um, think back to our Vanilla Sky episode, which I believe um, is the second most popular of my selections, of mm. the Mike selections, of the misunderstood, um, which I don't include the nines. I, th- I think we got it. I think we yeah, understand We all it. understand it. The public what the nines are. understands. Yes. Um, and it's like, wow, look at, you know, we thought Vanilla Sky was being a little blunt at times and could have like <laughs> right? been a little more withholding. And then I watch something like this. I'm like, I'm sorry, Cameron Crowe, Tom Cruise. Yeah. You two are true professionals. You know Subtle, what you're doing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a real, this was maybe the roughest watch of the movies that we have gone through on either side of the choices. And I include the opening weekend wasted. Wow. Okay. So you weren't uh, intrigued at all at the no, beginning of it, no? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I would say in the first fifteen or twenty minutes, you're kind of like, "Oh, where's this going? This is a little mysterious. Mm, not a great acting." It does look like here. shit, though. God, it's it, a lo- shitty it's looking so movie. So bland. It's like might as well have been filmed in sepia tone. Like it's just like, ugh. He did rough. brag on the special features, or maybe it's the commentary that uh, one segment, uh, the reality uh, TV segment, was filmed as they would. He's like, and not even in HD. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh. Thanks for that. So cheap reality television, even at that that time. Right. Uh, thank you for being period accurate for the nines as I try to <laughs> right. watch it in 2021. Uh, but do you so you find yourself coming down harder on this? Because uh, I mentioned earlier the sort of passes people are giving of like, well, cute idea. I don't really find the idea that intriguing when it doesn't seem like it wants to. We have three segments and we don't really get any further. It's it's revealing at the end as far as what the ultimate mystery is. But if this is a dynamic between uh, God and his creations by the third part, why is God still confused about why? Well, like, right. why is he convincing himself? Uh, why is he gaslighting himself that he's just an everyman? Um, 
I don't know if it's the uh, is it the Joan Osborne song? Was that what John August was? Yeah, yeah. What if God was one of us? But is he that, didn't want yeah. to move past that. He, yeah. you know, God's still on the fucking subway complaining about his life. I think I think calling this a cute idea is giving it way too much credit. Um, I don't think it's actually a very good idea at all. Especially once you finish the movie, you're like, that was it. That was that was the point of this last two hours or so. Um, and I think people either give it credit for being obtuse, uh, which is not something you should give a movie credit for, or give it credit because like, oh, look at Ryan Reynolds trying. That's nice. It's something different. And that's not something to brag about either. Just because it's out of your wheelhouse doesn't mean it's any good. Can you think of one uh, performance of his that I guess where he's playing um, serious and uh, it can't be, I guess, like something like shoot him up where he's responding to mass carnage seriously yeah. because that tonally is not a serious film the closest thing and it's still not a super serious role the 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 material is serious but the voices um which is a very underseen movie where he plays a paranoid schizophrenic but he's kind of playing some of that up for humor too um and like he was in i guess the woman in gold which was fine, but he, you know, he's in there with Helen Mirren, I think, and she's just acting circles around him. So it's Isn't not he really just doing the uh, the stoic attorney type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Who he's there grows to push and changes by yep. the end of the movie, blah blah blah. So yeah, not a, the best Ryan Reynolds can do in a purely dramatic role is just not fuck it up, just not be terrible, and that is not what happened here. So. I do have a letterbox review, which I guess is the most recent because I was scrolling past the. The people I follow, which, um, okay, so review from friends. I see a five-star review. Oof. I may have to uh, double-check our, our <laughs> follows on that. Uh, a three-star review and a three-and-a-half. Um, All too high. I, All of them. I get to the popular reviews, Dave. Two-and-a-half, four-and-a-half, two. Um, Two's better. <laughs> let's see. Wow. Well, you're not going to like this. Uh, from Nick T. Day, two stars. Given I still don't fully accept or understand the manner in which this film tells its story about a godly version of The Sims, uh, which is not a good sign, uh, it is slightly odd that I also find it to be Ryan Reynolds' most affecting role. 21 what? likes. What? Most of... <laughs> Come on. Who is it? However, the yeah. most recent review is from uh, Emin, with uh, two A's and two N's, and a picture of... Emma Stone as Cruella as their okay. avatar. Good star. Half star. Half yeah! star. Most review. All caps. Bad. Exclamation point. The story doesn't make any sense. Wait. Dot, dot, dot. Is there even a story? Question mark. Exclamation point. Hell All yeah. caps now. I didn't understand shit. With three T's. <laughs> three T's. And most curiously finishes off with the acting was so weird and gross. Gross. Wow. Oh, interesting. I don't know about the ending of that review, but like 99% of that, Amon, well done. I'm with you. Uh, also, you know, with you with the Cruella uh, picture choice. Well done. 55 followers, and I am now 56. Hell yeah. Uh, Twitter <laughs> is uh, at E-M-A-N-N-Y-A-Q-O-U-T. Uh, these are not easy handles. To yeah, come on. You gotta <laughs> get something catchy. Get Mike to write your handle, and then you'll have a catchy handle like, like I do. Follow-up uh, <laughs> review after the nines. Recent activity. Half star the nines, four stars the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Big Shark's good. This God nonsense, terrible. Yes. <laughs> I've now earned a follow on Twitter as well. Um, this is Mike uh, only using Twitter. Uh, this is Mike curating. As I record a, as a, a podcast. <laughs> using Twitter go. as a reward. I like it. Stranger. You just <laughs> earned a meaningless follow. Yes. Uh, so, that. yeah, I uh, I did not care for this. I 
did wonder uh, what your thought was going to be. I will say, uh, you know, we used to do. Wait, like did a, you uh, for a second think that I was going to like this? Is that what that you were wondering? What my I didn't know if you would be as difficult with material as I would be because I feel like even when it comes to uh, well done, sort of artfully executed, like you know, what does it all mean? Like the Green mm. Knight. Uh, for example. Sure. Um, I think I have less patience for that, yeah. or it really has to hit. You, I mean, basically, you have to be yeah. Scorsese. Last yeah. Temptation of Christ, and right. you are actually going to call it <laughs> what it is. This is about Christ. This is his last yeah. temptation. No, I think, that, I think that's accurate to our, to our kind of different tastes and amount of, like, I think you have patience for certain types of movies that I don't. Like, you probably have way more patience for a Hangout movie than I do. And I have way more patience for, I like, like people, the, Dave. the art film. Well, well, that's that's your mistake. I mean, this is... I'm this following is people left wrong. and right. I'm that's liking right. their... Right. their You know, they're shouting into the void, and I'm uh, clicking right back. I so, am Good listening. job. Yeah, so that's that's a valid response to, as you watch this movie, like, God, I wonder if Dave's going to like this, and I'm going to have to deal with his nonsense yeah, uh, when yeah. we record. But no, I just... I just think there's not enough here. There's not enough meat on the bone. It's just like, it feels like a movie that's trying to survive on being different and odd, as opposed to having actually anything to say. You know what would have been different and odd uh, back in 2007 is you actually make Melissa McCarthy the fucking lead, because she's Imagine that. really the only... I, and I like Hope Davis normally, but I think this is like a terrible, like uh, threatening choice. exposition kind of dump character. And actually, it's unfair, because you never get much exposition Dumped. Yeah, uh, no, it's you just, don't move forward on any so a mysterious line here and, and there, and that's she it. says the same lines in every you know yeah. particular situation. But Melissa McCarthy, I think, is the only one that grounds it and seemingly is playing a real character or a real person, uh, yeah. no matter what absurd sort of situation uh, she's in as uh, what like publicist, uh, actress, or uh, wife slash slash companion. So yeah, yeah, August, you could have uh, made a bold choice and got in really early on Melissa McCarthy because this movie tanked anyway, even with Van Wilder at the time. You you know, it's a bad movie because, like, I think my strongest memory of this movie is like, hey, that's Elle Fanning. And that's it. That's my strongest memory of that movie. And that is all I held on to. Like, oh, Elle Fanning is in this movie. That's nice. That's a nice I take that back. I have two nice things. I don't know if I can make it a three. John August has such... um, a lack of confidence in child actors that the reason he wrote the characters mute is he didn't believe uh, or didn't have the patience to work with kids, like trying to nail their lines. <laughs> and the joke on him is that he actually did cast someone that would up actually be really good actor, quite a substantial actress. <laughs> yes. And apparently didn't realize it until like the end of shooting, like just talking with her, like, Oh, she probably could be trusted. So they wrote the ending segment where she actually gets to finally speak. She to gets another to character talk. And mom. Oh god! And I'm like you, fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, lo- I love how you started out saying something nice and ended with Jogging August. You fucking idiot. That's <laughs> yeah. Listen yeah. to our podcast, not his script notes. Yeah. There's some script notes for you, you moron. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. <laughs> All of my emotions feel the same, feel the same If you don't like where this is going, look away, look away You're not in my way, you're in my path, look at that All of my emotions feel the same, what a laugh Cover your tattoo Shut my mouth and then I'm playing.
movies about a creator's responsibilities to, to his creations. And um, I really wrote myself into the second part of the movie. The character's name is Gavin. He's a TV show runner, um, a guy responsible for keeping a television show on the, the air. And that was my relationship with Melissa. I had written a TV show um, called GC, and Melissa was cast as one of the, the main people in the show. And she sort of ended up getting trapped into this really downward spiral of a show. And I felt this tremendous responsibility to my characters that I created, but also to the actors and friends in the show. And um, I figured if I was going to be you know, honest, including myself in the story, I really needed to include Melissa as herself in the story. Well, towards the end of the movie, we get into the video game programmer's life. And I'm wondering, is this sort of a commentary on gamers and people who get stuck playing these sim-type games and the dangers of that? I ended up playing way too much World of Warcraft. That was my sort of main crack addiction of um, video gamehood. And it's so compelling um, when you're in one of these games because there's such clear objectives and goals. It's like, oh, if I just can get, like, if I can just harvest, like, you know, three more bales of Thunderleaf, um, then I'll be able to sell them at the, at the marketplace. And uh, in real life, it's just so complicated and so messy, and you never know where you're at, and you never know what level you are. And there's something so clean about a video game um, that it was a really good metaphor for what the characters were experiencing in the movie.